frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. You actually have to be clever. Well, the podcast you're not, but as we've talked uh, to each other, you know, we both grew up for the betterment of the of the blue-collar dude next door or, or dudette next door. So it means a lot to us. Thank you so much. Just going to tell you that. We try to always say that because we mean it. And um, But... Now that that's over with, back to Playgirl. So, do you know? You know, we don't know if there's a Playgirl or I, not. I don't know. I guess. I guess we could get that stats guy up. Yeah. I, <laughs> the problem is, is I can't talk and Google at the same time, well, and I, I'm the stats guy right now. I don't know if that's right something now. you really want to Google and keep on your search history. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. If that is what's going to get my, uh, uh, yeah, that's not what's going to hurt my search history. Okay. Of course, I'm not. That sounded bad too. Yeah, that sounded. I even do worse. not at all. I would never. I'm uh, as somebody that has you know a daughter and granddaughters and grandsons. It's nothing like that. I just. Uh, uh, who was it the other day? I did a TikTok video the other day, and I got through, and somebody messaged me, and they said, "You're going to be on a list," and I was like, "It's okay. It's <laughs> if if the FBI has a list, I welcome being on it." You know, I guess that's sort of a that would be an accomplishment, right? No. I mean, I'm sure they do I don't know. Depends on. Oh, I mean, right. Everybody's got. Hell, yeah. I got a list of. I, I used to have a list. Um, uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I, I worked with a guy one time that used to have on his refrigerator a list of people I hate. And I was like, damn, man. Why wow. do you. Why? I, so, like, that's a negative way to live. Yeah. Like a negative, negative way to live, you know. Before I get this sandwich, let me just go over my hate list. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Before I make this baloney, let me make sure these people on that list are right. Tom, I hate that dude. I hate that dude. Brady, yeah. He was one of them. Let, let, me, let me get my tomatoes out. I'm going to make me a BLT. <laughs> so I remember some of the people on that list was like Kenny Chesney. And it's like, wow. That's... Yeah, right. Which is, and I've, always, I've decided there's certain people people are going to hate because they're not. I just wonder what, what do you hate him for? Like what? What is it? Like you had a bad concert? Oh no! Did, this guy did not uh, go to a Kenny Chesney concert. Oh, okay. No, so he just hated him. I think because everybody else liked him. This is the same guy who last year hates Joe Burrow because uh, everybody else likes him. You know, and it's like uh, that's not a reason to. That's not a real good reason to dislike. He's, to hate he's like the anti-bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get on this wagon. I I get off of every wagon. He is the, I'm going to try to be the nonconformist. But then he winds up kind of looking like a douche. He's, he's this guy who's like, hey, man, I got this new band. You got to listen to it. And then you listen to it. You say, hey, man, I really like that. And he says, oh, yeah, they done sold out. I yeah, hate I them hate them. Yeah, two weeks later, it's yeah. like I hate them. You They're know? sellouts. Why? You liked that same album two weeks ago. Nothing so, new has happened. It's like, yeah, I tried to go see them and couldn't even get tickets. Yeah, I hate them now. Is there a band... See, we're going all over the place. Stop. All right, let me back up. People that people love to hate. All right, uh, see, for me, one person I remember, uh, I mean, in particular, was Jeff Gordon. People love to hate Jeff Gordon. It, it definitely, he, he had fans, and then it was the rest. He didn't have those middle people who no. said, you know, I don't eh. really care whatever he does. He, you know, he's a nice guy. But I, I root for somebody else. It never was that. It's love him or hate him. He he really he really carried on the Dale Earnhardt 
in a total different Diff- way. In the polar opposite. Yeah. Yes, 100% yeah. he did. So it's kind of – and I was always – I mean, loved him. Loved Gordon. I mean, he was hell of a driver. I liked the fact that, as Jeff Foxworthy said, it was somebody in NASCAR that enunciated. And there was just – remember Foxworthy <laughs> said, there's no place for that in NASCAR. And then you listen to Ward Burton uh, right, right after. That's exactly <laughs> right. Him and him, him yeah. him. <laughs> listen to Ward Burton or Sterling Marlin or Bill Elliott or one of those guys, and then go listen to Jeff Gordon. Well, I can, I can understand those guys. Though. You know, I, I kind of read through that. Well, yeah, it's right up in your right up neck of the alley. woods there. Yeah. 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 Sounds, um, fr- like my, sounds like my cousin. Fr- right. That's all it was. That's all one big uh, Appalachian family up there. No, um, uh, but people, you know, it's, it was like Tiger Woods, just somebody that, I mean, man, it was loving or hating. Jeff Gordon was another one. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, uh, Roger Clemens, another one. Yeah. Like, it's either – Oh my God, he's the greatest thing ever! Or and he's, I, a, he's a scumball, drug use, you know, steroid. It's user. the same way with Pete Rose, you know. It's the same way. I mean, I have never met a human being that went, "Eh, I'm indifferent." I, I, I actually are I, you? I think I am. I don't. I don't really care. I, I mean, he. I really never got to see him play. I mean, I wasn't quite that old. I don't think. Right. Or I really didn't pay attention to him. Yeah, I mean, I got really. to see him. I, I think, uh, you know, like. Five, six, seven, eight. I mean, I remember him playing, you know, when I was seven, eight years old. I remember watching him. I remember seeing him in Houston against the Astros. Okay. Uh, uh, we had family that lived there, so uh, we drove there. And, oh, my God, it was like eight of us in one Pontiac Bonneville. It was a hell of a trip, man, I'm telling you. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. So who is that person that everybody likes but you hate? Man, that's a tough one. You should have gave me some pre. I should have gave you some what? Some some like uh like some time to pull uh, this Well, while up. he's you thinking got, about it, guys, yeah, I'm having think. a fat bottom Betty, and I gotta tell you something. My friends over at Deadwood Tobacco, man, y'all y'all have created a monster here with this fat bottom Betty. I'll tell you it's one of it's it's the only cigar I'll smoke now. My God, it's such a great flavor and I'm just, I'm hooked, I'm addicted, so you guys over at Deadwood Tobacco, y'all nailed it with this Fat Bottle Betty. And I, y'all have other uh, kinds, but I'm so afraid to try it. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway, it's good. I, I guess I got one that I think a lot of people like, and I just kind of was like, eh, that's not my thing. Like, it was a band. Oh, okay, um, same thing, and, whatever. And some friends wanted to go see them. And I, Nickelback. I, no, uh, oh, Bush. Because that's... And it's just like, yeah, that that hits my timeline. That hits. It's like, but guys, I just never was a huge Bush fan. Um, give, give me a song. Uh, Glycerin. Oh yeah, Glycerin. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. I, I that was never a terrible rendition. I, I never. I, and they were like, it, recently it was like, hey, Bush, go see him. I'm like, nah, I, I'm not a big fan. All right, so I got to tell you a band that everybody loved, my wife included. When she goes back and listens to this, she's probably going to have the red ass I said this, but Nirvana. I was just, yeah, I just, I don't, I I understand that I I get that so many people thought Kurt Cobain was talented. I'm not saying he's not. I I, I guess I'm kind of saying he's not, but I I, I was just never really that impressed with him. When, uh. Am I crazy for that? No, no. I mean, uh, when, uh. When Bon Jovi first came out, I didn't like it. 
just, my, just because it was like the girls trapper keeper thing, it was like that's all you see posters of. From hey, y'all, he just dropped a trapper keeper reference on here. Yeah, so, We're in 10 minutes, but, and we done got a trapper keeper reference. But at the moment, I bought one of his albums. Yeah? Yeah, I, I was like, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, so, I was in, and those first couple, two, three albums were my favorite Bon Jovi albums. His first album was uh, raw and was amazing. Was great. Uh, Never Say Goodbye is still... Uh, Never Say Goodbye and Without Love are two of my favorite Bon Jovi songs ever. It's on the first album, yeah. Yeah. I remember being in eighth grade and uh, going to an eighth grade dance. I think it was eighth or, or ninth grade anyway. Now, I, I did find out in recent years that uh, this young lady, uh, I did find out was deceased, and, and I'm not sure how she passed, but uh, she was like a girlfriend I had her eighth and ninth grade. Her name was Amy Munn, and I did read or find out recently that, that she had passed away. I think she was... Uh-oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I left my phone plugged in. My bad. Uh, so, I did I did hear that, that Amy uh, had passed away, and I don't know how exactly, but um, sad. But anyway, I remember being at one of those eighth or ninth grade dances and dancing with Amy to one of those Bon Jovi songs. It was like... Never Say Goodbye or Without Love or, or the next album, uh, New Jersey, uh, I'll uh, Be There For You. He one like one of those. 93 Degrees Fahrenheit or something like that was his first album. Then he had the Bon Jovi album. Wait a minute. What was the first album? Wasn't the first like, album like Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi? No, no. It was actually 93 Degrees I gotta Google Fahrenheit this. or something. I'm going to Google this. Because the first track on it was Runaway, which uh, was... Which was kind of, it was kind of different than what he put out in his second album. Okay. See, I, I suck at this, uh, at this good, all right. So the, uh, wait a minute, that's weird. Uh, all right, so the first album was Slippery When Wet. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. Of I course it was. was. I thought it was that, which one had Runaway on it? Uh, that was it. That, okay, Slippery When Wet was Runaway. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Let It Rock. No. No, that's not it. See, that's not it. Yeah, I thought I thought he had. I'm, I'm Googling this now, man. I'm telling you, I suck at this. Um, slip, see, I got it. I mean, what I got pulled up here, Slippery When Wet, New Jersey. But that didn't make. I mean, I had Slippery When Wet. Oh, wait, wait. Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, their first album was 1984. First song on the album is, is Runaway. Okay, okay. Okay, so it was just self-titled album. So, 80, 84. Yeah. All right, so where was... Uh, you know what? It, 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit. That was a, the next, very next album after Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi. Was that what it was? I'll be damned. Okay, anyway. So, uh, so I just got the songs mixed up on the albums. So, uh, how the hell did we get on Bon Jovi? Uh, oh, no, because you, you liked people, them, but you didn't. Yeah, okay. people we hated, but then, right. yeah, that was one of my, I was a hater. Yeah, there are some people, obviously, it, to this day, that just, they just transcend that rule of you love them, you hate them. I mean, there's dude pissed at somebody. You, you have to say, like, uh, I watched the Gary Owens uh, part where he was talking about every every male acted like they didn't like any boy bands. 
but like if you caught them alone in the car and you, oh they'd be dancing your, your to buddy it. wasn't paying attention and yeah. you're like back street and you see you start singing it he's like mm-hmm. oh no no my my my, uh, my nephew listens to that all the yeah. time or it's, that's some trash yeah I'm guilty yeah well it's easy now with grandchildren to when, when somebody hears a song on on through my iTunes just go well I have grandchildren. Yeah. No, and that's not the case. No, and I got some NSYNC or some shit on there yeah. that I don't that I should, probably shouldn't have. You know all the words of that album, but you hate you hate it, right? Well, no. Yeah. Now I'll say this: I don't. I've never listened to an NSYNC album in its entirety, like never. But there are certain songs, and, and there's a One Direction. That's another one that I've heard a song or two that I'm like, I don't know why, but I like that song. Well, they definitely had. Uh, really good group members i mean i that that's the that's the big thing to me is like a lot of those bands had people that really became stars once they left it you're like oh okay that was the talent in the group yeah and then you know like there for me i mean not when she came out because obviously she was young but as she got older somebody that i really appreciated i'll be careful when i say really appreciate it but somebody that i Greatly thought was a talented person, and then I, I also thought she was just gorgeous. Was Demi Lovato, and now I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what to think. Like I don't know what I'm allowed to think about Demi Lovato. Like it, I don't know what to say or not say. Uh, you could say Demi. she's a she's a beautiful human being. She I is a tell. beautiful, yeah. Now I ain't seen her in a while, but I, I think she. But looks, how she could looks, she? She looks fairly the same. I, I think can't she has, imagine Demi Lovato being an ugly person. She just has I, short you know. hair now, but I think that's. That's actually what is preferred for that because they wear a lot of wigs now. You, you know, you ever notice that the women's hair in, in pop changes so often? It's it's because of a lot of wigs. Katy Perry does it. Like, I did not know that. This is new to me. They just all change their hair. It's like whatever look they're going for. That I wish I wish it was that easy for me. I know. Just to change, you know. I, I'm gonna start wearing wigs. <laughs> you always wear a hat. That's true, but, but now, I ain't never seen. I don't need. I can have luscious locks flowing I, from. <laughs> y'all, y'all. I'm gonna sew it into my hat. You said luscious locks. I'm gonna sew it into my hat. I don't even know what we started off so gentile, gentle. I just, whew, <laughs> didn't mean to use that word. Uh, we started off so gentle. We're just, we're just, we're just building up to something spectacular here. I'm telling. Well, we, we missed a week, so we got to be. This is the off the rails episode. It's like it's off the rails, all right. We are a boat without without a motor, just drifting. we're something. I tell you, we're just drifting. All right, so uh, all right, I do got uh, I I do I got some particular things I, I did want to get to and ask you about. So uh, they weren't Demi Lovato's locks, so that's got me a little screwed up. But that say so they're there. Okay, so Deshaun Watson goes to Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville's where my dear friend uh, uh, Scott Kennan, probably my oldest, longest, dearest friend of all time. You know, um, did you see it? I, I haven't well, watched it yet. So he and his wife Michelle go to the game, and they were one of, I'm sure, many that were chanting to Deshaun, "You sick beep." Yeah, I did. You I sick did see beep. The replay. Yeah, of that. How, how do you feel about that? I think it's gonna gonna be real uh, real popular <laughs> around the league. I, I hope it is. I I am with you. I, I mean, and that's crazy to say because you're you're at a you're at a. It's kind of a 
it's kind of a double-edged sword because you're at a football game where you know a lot of children are going to be. But I think it's okay. I do. I, it's, I think it's okay to go, guys, here's what, kids, here's why we're doing this. So forth, so forth. These are pretty much a, you know, <clears throat> the R word. I don't know what we can say and not say and get, I, I, I don't know if we can say the R word. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I know YouTube takes a lot of videos down when they have the word that. It, uh, they do. They, yeah, I noticed words. Mr. Ballin has to say assaulted. Yeah, yeah. So he is an assaulter. Yes. Assaultist. Whatever word it is. Yeah. But I think it's going to follow him, and I think, eh, good riddance. It should. That, like I said, it took him, took him this long to even say he was sorry. Like, he finally said, I'm sorry. Doesn't really I didn't feel even know like he it. said that. Doesn't really feel like it. No, I don't think so either. What's crazy was, uh, so, you know, I do a, a show um, on Tuesdays and Fridays on, like, FM radio. Yes. Okay? And so we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and had a caller call in and, you know, uh, who we got. And the uh, producer, John, said his name. And, uh, and John said, well, you got so-and-so. So, so and oh, he just from, I mean, from the moment he had the line, it was, I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, like, well, that's what's wrong. So that's you, a problem right yeah. there is we're talking about assault, non-contact, whatever you want to call it. You're talking about a sicko. I wonder if he'd be sick of hearing about it if it happened to one of his relatives or someone he knew. Like, that's, that's where you have to put yourself into that position. Yeah. I, he's all over the news, but he should be all over the news. Yeah, and not in a and good not way. not in a good way. And right. no, he is not getting any good press. Did it make you, uh, did it bother you when you saw fans in Cleveland kind of clamoring to him to get his autograph and stuff? Did that kind of like, man. It does, but I mean, Cleveland's desperate. I mean, they've watched that organization be run so horribly, and I guess they're just, they're in the mud now. I mean, it is what it is. I guess he's. Their dog. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, let me ask you this. Do you think what Goodell is doing is for show, or do you think he's truly interested in Deshaun Watson getting more of a suspension, or do you think he's just it, – It's for show. It's for you show. think? Yeah. Everything he does is for show. He doesn't do anything uh, under the right moral compass. It's basically what what is the – what does the public think is the right moral compass? And that's when that's when you get it gets tricky to run a, a business by what does the the public think about all the time. So it's for so it, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I just want to make sure this is another analogy. Maybe I'm, I'm asking if I'm getting it right. So Goodell is more interested in what the climate over the situation is, and then cater to that. He's almost like a politician for the shield. Okay. When he's supposed to be the shield for the shield, like he's supposed to represent that. Yeah. So, see, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Goodell at all. I don't. No. I, I don't like him. I, I think he's. I think he's arrogant. You know, I think when he did his last contract, you know, they said this was his last contract, but it included use of the private jet for a lifetime, like. You know how, and I know, I'm a fan of capitalism, so it's like, why, why not? You're you're right. Get it if you can get it. It don't mean you're not an asshole for asking for it, though. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah I mean, if you get it, 
I whatever. Mean, but I, I wish him all the luck in the world to get as big contract as he can get. But I can still say he's doing a crappy job, and he, yeah. he doesn't have a spine. So uh, in 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 Goodell's tenure, what? Uh, so two things. Number one, what is what would you consider his biggest foobar? And number two. How would you define his time as commissioner? Um, I think his biggest food bar was Spygate. Okay. They they kind of tried to tried to say there wasn't a problem, wasn't a big problem, but we caught them and they're going to get punished. There's no problem here. Let's destroy all the tapes. Okay. So we don't know. We don't know how big a problem it really was, uh, other than people from the inside saying that it it was a, a big thing. That mm-hmm. was that was the the climate and the culture, and that they did it right. But we've got no proof other than people saying it, and then them coming out and saying, "Ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal." They weren't that. They weren't cheating that much. They weren't cheating that much. Yeah, they weren't cheating that much. And you know, I I I. I that was the Jets, right? No, that that was the Patriots. No, no, I know that, but it oh. was on the Jets. It wasn't it the Jets that came forward and said, "Hey, the, wasn't it?" No, I thought it was like the Rams. It it was it was uh it was during the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Before the Super Bowl or before in the playoffs? Here we go again, damn it! I got to Google I think, this. I think everybody came forward then and said, "Yeah, they they we've caught them," and then after they got caught, they tried to do it again. They were sending people in to still try to to film practices. So this says, uh, Spygate was an incident during the National Football League's NFL 2007 season when the New England Patriots were disciplined by the league for videotaping the New York Jets defensive coaches' signals from an unauthorized location during a September 9, 2007 game. Okay, so that triggered it. But then they, they went back and found film where they had been recording a lot longer than that. So more than just... Uh, Thousands of tapes. Okay. Okay, now did you know, this? Uh, as part of their probe into the allegations, the NFL required the Patriots to turn over any and all notes, tapes relating to the taping of opponents' defensive signals. The Patriots did not want the videotapes to leave their facility. In turn, league officials went to the Patriots' athletic facilities and proceeded to smash the tapes by order of Goodell. Mm-hmm. I want to read that again, make sure I read that right. All right. As part of their probe into the allegations, the NFL required the Patriots to turn over any and all notes and tapes relating to the taping of opponents' defensive signals. The Patriots did not want the videotapes to leave their facilities. In turn, league officials went to Patriots athletic facilities and proceeded to smash the tapes by order of Goodell. Now, two questions. Why would they not like them to leave the facility if they didn't contain anything? And why would be a part of your punishment be, well, let's just smash the evidence up. Since you don't want it to leave here, and we don't want, what it it came about is we don't want this story to leave here. Nearly five months after the incident, the Boston Herald published a story, which it later retracted. That don't mean it's not true. Don't, I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you what this says. I don't mean it's true. 
I don't necessarily believe anything the media tells me a lot. So, anyway, nearly five months after the incident, the Boston Arrow published a story, which it later retracted, that the Patriots had also videotaped the St. Louis Rams walkthrough practice prior to Super Bowl uh, that. Yeah, 35. Sorry. An allegation denied by Belichick and later retracted by the Boston Herald. See, it seems like I remember that now. Yeah. I remember the, the, the walkthrough practice, Super Bowl, et cetera. So, a few years ago, I want to say, I want to say maybe the year before, or the, the year uh, uh, Zach Taylor b- became head coach. I want to say that the league found that New England also illegally uh, uh, obtained recordings of a Bengals walkthrough practice. And seemed like somebody was fined or suspended two games or something, like just a few years ago. Yeah, it seemed like they even videotaped them approaching them, and the the security had brought taken them out. Like the security was like, "What are you doing here?" And then they were like, "Well, I'm, I'm with the Patriots, and we're filming." And he was like, "Well, you can't film their sideline, our sideline." It's like, oh, I didn't know. They were told, I was told to do it. All right. Uh, yeah, here it is. So, um, uh-oh, sorry about that. All right. A clip of the New England Patriots' illegal filming of the Cincinnati Bengals sideline was released on Sunday. This was back a few years ago uh, by Jay Glazer of Fox Sports. Uh, while the Patriots said the filming was of the team's advanced scout as part of the Do Your Job documentary, and done by independent contractors. There were eight minutes of video uh, of video of Bengals on the sideline. Yeah, do or, your job. Or video on the Bengals sideline. I'm sure that footage didn't go to Belichick. I'm sure he would never have saw it. Matter of fact, it said, "I don't see the advanced scout in any of this video. They're shooting. The damage is done." Bengals security said. So, this is something you feel like the Patriots have made a career out of doing. I think, uh, yeah, I think they they've done that. Um, now, I actually believe the opposite of the deflate gate. I think that was I, I think that was more of the league trying to come down on them because they know they had been cheating the whole the whole time and it's like, well, we finally got you on something else that we can we can blow up and make a big deal out of. So there's an article uh But how does Brady come down for that? See, the, the deflate gate thing was always odd to me because, I, it, I mean, it was something that just. When, when has the owner of the, the owner and the coach of the Patriots ever gotten in trouble? Like, where's the trouble for them? Because they seem to skate by on everything, and the only one who got punished was Brady. Well, I guess because it's strictly, I, I, I'm not. Taking it uh, first off, I'm not taking it up for anybody. Okay. I'm just trying to give you the best answer to that question. In that situation, would it be Brady that went, Hey, I want the football here, this, that, the other? And was Belichick, Robert Kraft like, well, We don't know how he likes football or not. I'm asking, not, I guess that's not me defending him. Well, I'm just saying, I, I, I guess, wonder if that's I the guess reason. that's what you can say, but I thought the the top of the you know. The, the company chain gets in trouble for the things its employees does. 
Yeah, evidently that's not the case in the Patriots situation. The Patriots, it doesn't. Now, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, they seem they they they, they got in trouble. Their, their owner is now suspended. And then the funny thing about that one is how is Brady not in trouble? He knowingly, willingly went on to the boat I was supposed to meet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner of the Miami yeah. Dolphins. I, it, it, the way that I've read it, he 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 was he knew it was it was uh, during the Tampion period, mm-hmm. and he did this while he was at the Patriots. He flirted with them while he was at the Patriots, and he, and he did it as a Buccaneer. So he retired right before that story got leaked. Uh huh. He retired because he thought he was going to get in trouble for that. Yeah, and then... And then all of a sudden... He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer again. Yeah, everybody's like, well, it wasn't his fault. Really? He he wasn't involved in it? Sean Payton shouldn't be... And Sean Payton didn't meet, though. I think they had reached out to his agent, I think. And we're in, we're, they were in talks. I don't think Sean Payton ever actually agreed to meet with the owner. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird situation because when I think about that's a, that's a story that I will say has flown really really low under the radar. You don't see it on the NFL channel or nothing. Like I am ju- is it because it's Brady? I think I think it's Brady and it's the NFL. I think it they it's an owner involved. You know, the the protect the shield, we, you know. If if it was a uh, you know, if it was a wide receiver from Oakland, you know, I think it, it a lot of bigger deal would be made about it. So I've got this article here. It's from Westward. Uh, Denver's independent source of local news and culture. Denver. Denver, okay. okay. All right. And the title of the article is The 10 NFL Teams That Cheat the Most and the Broncos Shocking Ranking. According to this article, your top 10 cheaters in the NFL is Dolphins at 10, Baltimore at 9, this Redskins, uh, because this was uh, 2015. Well, I I, I would agree with that. All right. Um, So Redskins at 8, Indianapolis Colts at 7, Oakland Raiders at 6. I'm going next page here. Uh, New York Giants at 5, San Francisco 49ers at 4, Pittsburgh Steelers at 3, New York Jets at two. And the Denver Broncos, according to this article, a cheat score of 48, the biggest cheaters in the NFL. I wonder what they're counting now as cheating. I mean, All right, so I'm going to read you a little Denver paragraph with it, okay? Uh, in the past decade, the Denver Broncos had, have had by far the most players suspended for PED usage. Okay. The Broncos have cheated so much with PEDs that they've maxed out the potential points in this category. They should be at 12.0 cheap points based on the standards applied to other 31 teams. Okay. So, so I'm so just telling you. That's players who cheat. I. I'm be more interested in the uh, the actual organization. Right. So when you go to uh, the definitive this uh, uh, page called Your Team Cheats, the definitive guide to NFL cheating, they've got the top ten pretty much the same way: Denver, Jets, Colts, Steelers, 49ers, Giants, Ravens, Oakland, which uh, now Vegas, Miami, 
uh, uh, Green Bay at 10, but they got uh, Washington in at 11. Then they have the Falcons, Seahawks at 13, Patriots at 14, Detroit at 15, Carolina at 16, Tampa 17, Saints at 18, San Diego 19, 20, the Vikings, 21, your Buffalo Bills, 22, Philadelphia Eagles, 23, Bears, 24, Dallas, 25, Cleveland, 26, Kansas City, 27, Tennessee, 28, Houston, 29, Cincinnati, 30, Rams, 31, Jacksonville, and uh, the, the least of the cheaters in the NFL, they say, is Arizona. So, can you imagine being a Jets fan? And, and, and being higher that on that? And saying, we cheat the second in the league, and, and what do we have to show for it? Being higher on that ranking than the New England Patriots. That's, a, that's just a kick and in Miami. the ads, man. And Miami. And Miami, yeah. Now, this article was uh, – I'm trying to see when this was. Oh, my goodness. You know – Man, it this doesn't say when this was. I'm trying to find the date, but uh, I don't have a date on this. So that being said, uh, it is your cheat your your team But can you imagine being a, a New England coach who gets hired by Miami, and then you go down there and have to rat them out and say, "Man, these are some big cheaters down there." <laughs> right? Can you imagine that? That poor guy's career. I hope somebody hires him. I hope somebody hires him. You think I, they will? I would like to see the Steelers, uh, like a, a a legacy franchise who could, you know, take him under, take him under the wing. He ain't gonna be a head coach there. No, but, no, no but way. But I think they could re, they they could help his career. Yeah. Uh, Tomlin, Tomlin, with Tomlin's blessing, like put him on Tomlin's staff, and I th- I think, I think he's a character guy. So uh, let me ask you about this same same sport, but kind of taking a right hand turn. So, uh, have you seen the video of the absolute disgrace that is parents and coaches in an altercation at a pee wee football game? That gets someone shot and killed on the field. This was to the brother. brother. Yes, I, I yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw a video. I haven't watched like a bunch of different views of it or anything. I did, it was kind of a sad, a, a really sad thing, and I, I I can see this elevating because of how many videos I see of like parent knocks out referee at basketball game mm-hmm. our whole team is suspended for a giant fight that took place on the sideline um that happened that happened at my high school um the year before i got there there was a um there was a stands clearing fight mm-hmm. and basically both teams came down to the field the the spectators, the fans, it, it just it, it became a giant just a giant brawl in the in the center of the field. And so we were uh suspended from uh being able to take place in the playoffs the next year. I think the other team was too. It was it was bad bad deal. Do you know the disgrace involved 
with being at a peewee football, being at a child's game. Yeah, chi- that that makes it worse. High school is one thing. Because uh, there's still they're, children in a sense. Yeah, but, the, you, but uh, there's something on the line there. You know, yeah, there, which, there's, there's scouts. There's, there's Joe's no, not condoning anything. He's no, just saying, but, you know, that you get a temper. You don't get it. Not to that extreme, but people are fanatical. Yeah. People, there's fans. They're fans of their kids. And fan is short for fanatical. Yeah. Therefore, they get crazy. But at a peewee football game. That's that's when it gets ridiculous. That, that's that. It, I, you know, I, I watched um I watched that series on the Texas like the Texas Youth League. Did you ever watch that se- like a series? Little like tikes, little tikes and stuff like. I, that. I, and it I, disgusted me. Man, it disgusted. Me. Look, I'm all for discipline. Um, but but. but but that's everybody. If you're gonna if you're gonna be out there and you're gonna be teaching these kids discipline and teamwork and the same shit's got to go for the people in the stands. I didn't teach them like to hit dirty and like right. things like that and and the, to do do the things that they were teaching these kids to do. And you just I just shook my head. I was like, I don't know how Texas allows this to go on. It's I a, don't know how any pee wee league would allow. That type of mentality that we're not we're not here to just grow these these boys into to better men, and this should more, be more about moral lessons and sportsmanship than about um, just damaging the other players. It, it, it man, I got to tell you something. It's I mean stories all the time. We we it's. It does. It seems like there's one a week of somewhere somebody in the stands gets into a fight, whether it be a pro game or a college game or something. But when you read, when you read that this crap happens at a game, uh, uh, so let me just read this paragraph here, if you don't mind. Uh, the suspect wanted a connection with the killing of a man at a youth football game near Dallas, turned himself in to authorities on Monday. Uh, police identified, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, so it's not out of disrespect, but but uh, Yukab Salik Tlaib, the brother of former NFL cornerback Keep Tlaib, is a suspect in the fatal shooting. A warrant issued was issued for his arrest. Mr. Tlaib is sorry for the terrible loss of life. Yeah. I, I He's guess sorry. So. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tlaib is sorry for the terrible loss of life. He turned himself in to authorities today so he can start telling his side of the story. What you, side of that story you, are you going to tell? You had a gun at a Pee Wee League football game that you decided to – I don't know if he decided. Somebody decided it had to go violent. And he decided that his violence had to – End someone's life. Yeah, to be he, – he had to turn that violence up. That – I don't know. What about punching someone? Hey, hey, you know. And even that, you're the you're the, still disgraced. Yeah, yeah. At it, but you're the brother of an elite NFL athlete, and yet you feel the need to pull a gun out at a football game. Okay, and I had read, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I was trying to read. I heard a video earlier, and I cannot remember, forgive me, if it said 
Aqib Talib was present or wasn't president of the game? That's that's where I got confused because at, at one point I was like, they were wanting to talk to him too. And I was like, well, why would they want to talk to him if if his brother is the person who pulled the trigger? Yeah, I- I- extremely. Uh, man, I, I don't even know what to say to this crap. I mean, man, what you're teaching children, what we as a society are teaching children, by, by it, it, the culture we are teaching them, when you get out there and, and – Look, parents are going to yell at the refs. They're going to do stuff like that. But you need to drop that shit right there. That I say it, drop it. You go, you blind ref. You go. Okay, I get that. But leave it there. It don't. You don't need to follow them. You don't need to go over to them on the sidelines and get in their face and tell them how you feel. Guys, it's a game. It's literally a game. Am I crazy? Is that wild of me? No, that's that's exactly. Um. Probably, I I actually coached a, a little league girls softball team. So I think it was uh, ten to twelve year olds. Um, and my worst times were when we would show up, and they would say, "There's there's not enough uh, refs. We're we're gonna have to get uh, you to referee this other game in between your game." And are you, man? The things you hear people yell from a, at a you know just being a referee, uh, there's just no respect. Even back then, there there was no respect for you know. It, some sometimes there's a playful banter between a, a umpire and a coach. An umpire, I've even seen it happen with an umpire and a, a parent. And you can tell it's playful. They yes. know each other. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's that 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 but, mom again, or but, that dad again, or yeah. But then Jim, you know, the a hole across the way, he sees that and he starts taking it to you know extremes, and and, and that's that's the problem is is people just don't know how to take it as a game. I'm like, when it was doing, it's like, this is a Ten-year-old girl. She doesn't need your help. Like she, she can, she can see balls and strikes. She knows that's a strike. Right. It's like just, just get on with. It. You know, it, 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 it. For the life of me, man, it is. Um. So, so according to this article, Akib Talib was present at the game. Mm. What do you think that means for him? I mean, it doesn't mean he was involved in anything. It doesn't mean. It does, uh, I don't know what it means. I'd, I'd love to hear an interview with him. Isn't that... Um, I mean, uh, interrogation. <laughs> I'd like to hear the interrogation interview. You know, I, I, it, it's terrible. It's absolutely pathetic that, that, that we even have to have this conversation. It's, it is. It's, the coach's son was on the field as well. So, so he, the son. His son got to watch his dad. Yeah. Die. I want you to, I mean, it. I, I just can't believe, I mean, you know, as somebody that, I want to be careful when I say this, as somebody that conceal carries, that I know the places to not do this at. Like, I know, although I'm always comfortable well, when I am. You have the restraint to know 
a gun should never be pulled at a peewee football team, even if you had it on you. It's, Not it's, over it's, an argument with the ref. It should never become visible. Literally, if I see a child or someone in harm's way, that's the yeah, only no. way you ever do it. We're to see a crazy guy driving a car on the field, or which which like we that. have been, which which that's has hap- been known that has to happen. happen. That's yes. happened. Um, yeah, that that's a, that's a point, I guess, where I could say, yeah, I guess a, a you know, gun does belong, you know, with somebody. Yeah, but. But they're also law enforcement officers at these games. I've never, uh, and I don't know. There was one there. Yeah, evidently, was, I'm saying at high school games. I, I would like to delve in a little more to that league about what is what is that league about? And then you want to say, well, that the whole league should be dissolved. But then you say, well, why are we going to punish the children? Mm-hmm. So, so how do we handle this, dude? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how this is handled. But I do know that this is not – this is not good. No. This is not good at all. So, real quick, this is about a minute and a half. Uh, this was – right, so, I do believe right, – so, this is uh, DFW football coach killed in game argument. Here is what we know. This was yesterday. I don't know if this was before or after a, a warrant was released or what. But I just uh, – I. Just listen to this minute and 50 seconds here, real quick. Hang on. Okay. A senseless act of violence. A youth. The suspected shooter, police say, murdered a youth football coach after a game Saturday in Lancaster has been arrested. Yakub Talib is the brother of former NFL cornerback Akib Talib. Police say he shot and killed coach Mike Hickman. Because of Talib's criminal history, he is not even allowed to own a gun, but his attorney is now indicating he may claim self-defense. Fox Force Peyton Yeager joins us now with the details and also reaction from the victim's family. Peyton. Heather, two days after the murder, Yakub Talib turned himself in here at the Dallas County Jail. Talib's attorney tells me Talib reached out to him shortly after he took off from the scene instead of waiting for police. Meanwhile, Mike Hickman's family tells me they want justice. Mike was a great person inside and out. He'd always smile. It's, I'm, I'm, we're lo- I'm lost. I'm lost for words. Taronda Alford now lost without her cousin and the godfather to her children, 43-year-old Mike Hickman. He was the most kind, loving person that you would ever meet. The Dragons Elite Academy youth football coach was shot and killed Saturday evening after a game for nine-year-olds ended in gunfire. This is video of the shooting sent to TMZ. That's the craziest shit I've heard this year. I mean, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going to beat that situation. So so his defense is he's claiming self defense. Yeah, I need to know how that's a thing. So, so I mean as as how do we look at this? Um Mr. Tlaib, did the coach have a gun on him? Right. Did oh. it did the coach pull a weapon out? well, well no. Were y'all arguing? Yes. Did you think it was going to get physical? Y- yes. Do you think you could just ran away? Or maybe 
get physical and take and throw a punch. Maybe if if that was what it was going to elevate to. Those days are over, aren't they? I. I what would, I mean, they, they are in some places. I, I mean, yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of places. They it's are. still disgusting to even think I, about. But what about you? Just walk up and you go, "Hey, I didn't like the way you made that call." So, too, you want to meet somewhere? Let's just beat shit out of one another. I mean, if that's the case, let's get away from everybody. Let's go off. Let's do this. And best man win. We go have a beer together. Yeah. If it's that much to you, I, I just can't see what, what a pee wee coach could have done on the sideline. That would infuriate a person in the stands to the point where there had to be a brawl out on the field that then results in the death in a gun of a child's father. Yeah, who's out there on the field? Yeah, what is that? Imp- I just I got to know. I, and I'm not being a smart ass. I guess maybe I am a little. I can't wait to hear that self-defense. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to hear what the actual defense is going to be in a trial. I, I would just like to have, Tell me. I'd just like to have a, a questionnaire recorded with him just on interview and just go over scenarios. Is this the point a gun gets pulled? Is, I just is, can't is, imagine. Is this point, you know, someone calls your mom something. Is that, is, does that make you pull a gun? 100%. Like, I cannot think of a reason... You're to al- pull a firearm. You're already a felon because you've you, you've already made decisions, bad decisions, and it warrants that the government says you aren't allowed to have That's a gun. That's right. And now that you have a gun, I don't think even if it was a self-defense, mm-hmm. I think at that point, I don't think you could ever use self-defense with that. Well, it's going to be difficult when you're not – allowed by law to own a firearm it's going to be different it's going to be difficult to, why did you even have it on you and then i should never had it on you I, I know people hate gun safe zones and things like that but most most public parks yeah are gun safe zones but you know what this proves all this proves is criminals do they not care, they, care they, they, yeah. about gun safety. Well, I, I get that. Because I, mean, I no, no. I'm, but I'm saying you're right because me, who's not a criminal, I have literally at times thought, I know that I do not need to have this gun on me to go into this area. So I'm going to take this gun off of me. And Lord, I hope that something's not going to come up, and I need it. And then, but because I want to try to be law-abiding, yeah, I put my. All right, I'm not going to do this. Most law-abiding gun owners do look at it that way. Criminals don't. Not that you're saying they do. I'm, I'm not. I'm, this isn't preaching I mean, to you. It's just we, the situation is like shit, man. We've purpose. We, we've ran into this together, where we had someone not law-abiding having a weapon, and that we, we did. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, what, 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 what me? Oh, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he wasn't allowed to have a weapon since he just got out of jail. I, You are right about that. I'm pretty sure. Not 100% sure. Once I heard that the guy just got out of jail. It's 100% certain. Somebody. You're not supposed to have that gun. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't us or me or somebody we were with. But, yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten all about that. Yeah. Almost got murdered. So, but, but yeah, it, it, but I mean, to me, this is that perfect scenario of 
there are gun safe zones. There are gun free zones. And this is more to the point that criminals don't pay attention to that shit. They think they're above the law. They think it doesn't apply to them. They think they can get away with anything. And then here it is. Perfect example. Should have never had a firearm on you. No. I mean, uh, did, did it say in the video, I'm sorry, I was typing in something else, but did it say what his prior arrests were for? No, it just said that he was not, uh, just he wasn't allowed to have a weapon. He, he had just had prior arrests. He had had a prior arrest that legally he wasn't had, supposed to have a weapon. I, I guess that will that will come out a part of the, well, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be a part of the media. It will not be a part of the trial. Because in most of the trials, they don't allow you to say his prior, but the fact now that he wasn't able to have a gun, that probably will be admissible. It should be, I, but I hell, think, what do I, I know? I but. think it will. I think it will, because, I mean, you're going to have to explain to the jury why he wasn't able to have a weapon in the first place. What gets me, man, What 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 gets me, is how it ever, how does it get to that? How does it get to your thought being, let me pull this gun out and end this person's life? Again, unless there's something we're not seeing in the video. Unless a gun was pulled, unless there was, I mean, again, I, but then, how does it ever come to that? How is a gun ever pulled out of a peewee football game? That's what I'm saying. What 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 on that uh, coach's chart did he say or use or do that made you think that your life was was at jeopardy? Was it jeopardy or someone else's life was in jeopardy? Yeah. I mean, just think about it, man. I mean, it. it I mean, your temper gets the best of you. You pull a firearm. What if you miss? Who, who what if you miss and hit saying? a child? Who are you trying to protect at that point? Yeah, what if like you, you miss and hit a child? Are you trying to protect a child from something the coach was doing? And then so you elevated that by bringing out a weapon and firing. And it was it was at least six, seven shots, it sounded it like. It sounded like, yeah, a, a so, five at, at least. Mean, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't one strategically shot, you know, bullet. Um, so yeah, that's, if he had killed, what if he'd killed a child, you know, and, and, and I get, you know, uh, I, I, I get, and then why were they there was one of their nephews, like a Tlaib like, family that's, member. That's what I'm wondering. And it's like thinking like you could have killed one of your own. It's, it's You're, absolutely crazy, man. That, that, um, I wonder how much uh, money Tlaib has. That this for a happens. Good lawyer for his brother. Unbelievable that we're we're even having this conversation about youth football. It's crazy. It's it's disgusting. Like, they, so I, I'm I'm one. I'm for capital punishment. I, I believe in capital punishment in situations. And I believe if there's no reason for you to pull a firearm in that situation, I can't imagine why you would. You're not supposed to have a firearm. You go to a youth football game with it. You're a you're a criminal. You're, you're, you've been convicted of crimes. That's not hearsay. It's, that's, all right. You pull a firearm. You shoot a father in front of his children or child. I can't say children, but, but child and, and children that he coaches. Like, 
if there's ever a reason to 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 uh, to want capital punishment, it that's I I can't see why somebody like this would be able to, if guilty, again, he turned himself in, said he did it, but he wants to tell us out of the story. I can't imagine why wouldn't capital punishment be used in this situation. I, I don't know. Am I just extreme there? I just, I just can't wait to see his side of the story. I, you know, we should we should get like two two filmmakers to go in and actually like film the truth, like film what happened. Yeah, and then film the fairy tale that's uh, in his that's mind, in his head. Yeah, like what what did you see? Well, you know, it's a, it's a shame, but but Joel, you 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 say that, and my first thought as soon as you said that was, it's a shame. But. Stories like this need to be documented, followed, and told um, because I think it's situations that shows people this shit can't happen. Yeah, like, this, it cannot happen. This would be like a, a video and, and like a story you, you do a little documentary on and, and before you, like, allow the league to play for the first time, all the parents, anybody that's going to attend. Mm-hmm. You have to watch this. You have to watch this. You know, I don't know why I thought of this. It's not the same thing at all, but it's 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 it just made me think of it. There's a documentary. I, I bought it, so it's in my iTunes collection, and it's called Fatal Distraction. And it's about a dad, and uh, he was taking his son to daycare, and he was sexting with another woman. I, re- I remember the story. Yeah. I didn't know there was a documentary. And he got sidetracked. And he pulls up at work, gets out, and he's sexting. And several hours later, somebody made mention, a coworker made mention, of, if, it was, is that a baby doll in his car or something? And he was like, huh? And when he goes down there, he realizes he left his child in the hot car. And the child died. That, I mean, when you talk about, that's a tough watch. That is a tough, tough watch. Not because you feel for the guy. I feel for anybody that loses a child. But it's a tough watch because it talks about the death of a child. And that's not fun to watch. But the people that come down on this guy, and now look, look, you can't forget your child. You, you, you just, yeah. You're, you're, a, you're sexting with your child in the car. You leave him in the car. You're a piece of work. Yeah. But, no, no but. Uh, however, all these people coming out of the woodworks, I get that's my problem. Is it's not what he did was wrong. He's a piece of crap. Spend the rest of his life in prison. Again, I'm one of those that if if you gave him the death penalty, that okay. But all these people coming out of the woodwork saying things, I guarantee you half of them have done shit like that. They just it's kind of like 
there's no need to pile on. He's going to get what he deserves. Oh, yeah. Like, there, I mean, and, and, and I know, well, I'm not piling on right now. I'm just discussing the documentary. But, you know, it's a bad situation. And I, the, the holier-than-thou people, and you're talking about somebody that, when I say holier-than-thou, I don't mean Christian. I mean just, I would never do such a thing. And, Y'all better just, you people on Tinder and all these other, but y'all better hang tight before this shit happens to you. Just That happened to another guy in, uh, I think it was in Richmond. Um, I remember the story, and what struck me is he did it. He realized what he did. He drove home and got his gun and went out in the woods out back behind his house and killed himself because the fact that he just realized what he had did. He, he forgot to drop the kid off at daycare and went straight to work. Wow. Wow. So, uh, For some reason, when you said that, it reminded me of a, of a story um, of a little boy in Colorado. Uh, his father, uh, he was two years old. Uh, he and his father went into this gated hunting ranch or, or this, this hunting camp, if you will. And uh, uh, they, they, and I believe it was like code activated, and they go through, and, and he, and he, and he parks, and, and he parks, and his son's back there asleep. He gets out, he shuts the door, and son sleeping. He walks off, and he's thirty minutes. And when he comes back, the door's open, and his child's gone. Now, the those watching said there was no doubt. Or those that were there that day, those watching that father and his reaction to the situation, he did not do anything to the child. That was simply a, oh, my God, the child got out. Now, kind of a messed up situation because uh, they said he's literally throwing up, vomiting. He, you can tell his reaction is, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. And 24 hours or so later, a man finds his child. But the man that found the child was lost and didn't know how to get back to where the search had began. And so he's got his dog, and then they stumble upon this, I mean, imagine stumbling upon this two-year-old. And, and, and now what's crazy is you don't know how to get, you don't know you don't how, know how to get him back. Him. <laughs> to, I mean, it's like, oh, my God. I've got to say both of us now. Right. So. He finally does get back uh, uh, to, to to where the party is, uh, search party is, and and directed him to where the, the boy's body is. And he was arrested. The, the the dad was arrested and was tried. And uh, the judge said he had the toughest time trying to decide what to do. So he did sentencing to thirty days, and he asked you know the attorney like, uh, when does he want to? begin his his time and I think they well tomorrow okay so tomorrow morning came around he didn't show up and uh, they later found him at the site and he had ended his life and it just I mean I can't imagine what goes through a dad's mind in that situation I, I, I it's absolutely horrifying to think 
that that I'm guilty of running in a convenience store and spending five, ten minutes while I've had a grandchild in the vehicle with air running, not, you know, I, I'm guilty of that. And I go back and, and they're asleep in a car seat, et cetera. I mean, I, I think if anybody says, any parent or grandparent that has never done that, not, not 30 minutes, but I'm guilty of spending five minutes in a convenience store. I, I am. Yeah. And then I can't imagine what I do if I go out there and my grandchild or, uh, I mean, it just, it, you know, I, that was one of those stories I heard in like the middle of the night, and then I couldn't get back to sleep. I was laying there listening to some true crime story, and I heard that, and it absolutely just – what do you do after that? Yeah, that one that one get your mind going. It, it's absolutely I, I, terrible. I wouldn't be able to, like, calm down after that. There was a movie. Oh, my God. Was it Ryan? I'm trying to think of the – uh, it seems like the little boy's name is Gage. Uh, that was Pet Cemetery. He got hit by the car. You know, I'd forgotten That's, about. I know what you're thinking. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm a different. No, it's a different Gage. I, I, I always remember that name because I was like, man, was that really had, the boy's name in that movie? Yeah. yeah if I had, oh my god, if I had a son. I'm like that is a kick-ass name for for a boy, and then it'd be always like. Well, didn't you get that from Pet Cemetery? Isn't that kind of creepy? He died, and you named, you know, so, yeah. I, I'm Googling this. I'm sorry. Um, You're talking about true crime, and I'm talking about Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah, but, but, I, I'm, but the, what is his name? Um, oh, my God. Oh. Uh, while you're, while you're doing that, I wanted to ask you a question. What got you Ready. into true crime? Oh, um. Like, do, do you remember, like, a story or something that, like, really piqued you? Yeah, um. As a kid. So, it happened early. I just didn't have, I didn't have a, a, a real, um. I didn't have a way to, to access it like I do now. But, uh, like, I would go to the library and just, uh, I mean, walk when computers first were a thing where you could you know, go into a library and, and I don't say Google, but you type in books that were within the system. And I would look through true crime because as a kid, I, I heard about Adam Walsh, okay. you know, John okay. Walsh's son, who was uh, uh, at a Sears. I remember that. I believe it was Sears. That's where he was. His mom walks over, you know, one aisle over looking for something, and next thing you know, he's... He's missing. And then John Walsh, we know, went on to, you know, America's Most Wanted and, you know, became an advocate for, um, for uh, the, the, the arrest and capture of pedophiles and deviants and child molesters and, and whatnot. But that is a kid. I mean, it seems like I was 10, 12 years old when I heard about that story, and it just scared me to death. Uh, and so it, it just made me constantly think, uh, about situations like that. So I would go and I would Google, uh, or I say Google, I would go to the library and I would look up other stories relative. And so one of the first stories I ever read about were the Lion Sisters, L-Y-O-N, that were in Delaware. And uh, they went to a shopping mall. The mom dropped them off a shopping mall. You know, hey, we're going to pick you back up at this time. And when they got back there, 
They, 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 didn't, they didn't come home. They weren't nowhere to be found. And, and just the, now, at the time, they didn't know what had happened to them. It was just recently, in like 2017, 18, 19, somewhere in there, that a guy who was already sitting in prison uh, had, after some interrogations, several over like a year's time, five or six different interrogations, finally admitted that he had, uh, now he didn't know where, he says, he don't know where the body's buried. But part of them, uh, part of those, those two babies, uh, young girls, 10, 11, 12 years old, I believe they were, uh, were up on a hill somewhere in Virginia, hmm. up on a mountain. And they were, wow. they, they, they were able to find some DNA evidence that they're up there, but never, but there were, I, I this family, evidently, they have had a history of this because there's there's all kinds of unknown DNA on that hill too. Wow, that's crazy. So for me, that that's kind of what did it was that Adam Wall story. Okay, and it's it's and man, I go down wormholes with true crime, and it scares me sometimes because I it, it's so frightening to think about that happening. You know, I have a daughter who's 26. Doesn't mean something still can happen to her, but one of my grandchildren. I mean, it is, and the unknown of a missing person. I, how parents deal with it? Yeah, I don't know how they deal with it, man. Uh, the unknown, the never having closure, it's got to be the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, the how did this happen? Like, what could I have done different? Yeah, uh, growing up in Fredericksburg, we had. We had the the serial killer when I was, you know, mid twenties. Uh, he killed uh, the Sylvia sister, Sylvia's, and then picked up some other young girls. They were all teenagers, and they were found dead in like a creek and things like that. Really? And then uh, come to find out, they they found him. They caught him. He he was in Georgia and tried to pick up another girl, and she actually got away. And it tipped the police, and it started a police chase on him, and then he ended up shooting and killing himself, and then his DNA was matched to the deaths in Fredericksburg. He, he'd basically been a serial killer. What a coward. Yeah. What an absolute disgusting, despicable coward. So I had that, and then uh, we uh, we had the D.C. Sniper. Yeah, the, the father-son. Yes. Yes. Uh, that that was a crazy time to, to fill up your gas. If you want to think filling your gas with $5 gas is a shock. The blue caprice. Yep. Yeah, you, you try filling your gas up and happen to run, with around, that going. run around your car because, yeah, someone was just shot across town with that. So that, that was a nuts time. Did you ever see the movie, Blue Caprice? I, I haven't watched Man. it. Man. I've seen documentaries on it, but it, it, dude, I mean, no, I didn't live through it. Obviously, like, there's a lot of people like that, yourself that in that gas area. station. There was a gas station I always went to in Massaponics, and they, I mean, they have a placard out on you know where that guy died. Yeah, you know, there was a couple who stopped at a rest area, and they pull into this rest area, and they see this blue Caprice, and the way the guy in the driver's seat was looking at them, they were just not comfortable. And, I mean, they hauled ass. And then later to find out that yeah. that that car, 
there was the dad sitting in that vehicle and he's uh we we i worked at uh a lowe's in a place called central park and then right across the the main highway which was route three that went through there which was right off of 95 which is how he what he was doing he was using 95 as his as his getaway yeah in all these areas um right across the street was uh the mall and there was a michaels and he, he killed like arts and crafts yeah he he shot he shot a lady at a Mi- the michaels uh right across the street so i mean we we kind of were like we're prime targets every time you go to load up a dishwasher or load something in somebody's car you, like, you didn't oh, know you yeah. didn't know you didn't know if you're being looked at through a scope yeah that's a that's a frightful feeling yeah 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 that's an absolute scary feeling speaking of uh Speaking of scary feelings, uh, well, you said earlier that there was a, uh, uh, you had said there was a, we were talking about carrying a gun at a youth football game. And that yeah. there was a, uh, you were like, you know, it's different if a car is driving on a field, which had happened. I don't know, the, if the, there, was a, there was a lady a few years ago that, I believe she was drunk, drove her car out onto a youth baseball field. Baseball game. Okay, and the man that sort of saved a lot of people from dying was able to close the gate. He was hit and killed, but it stopped her. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The irony of that situation, because some 30, 40 years earlier on Halloween, that man had run over a child. And fled the scene. Never got caught. Years later, he would turn himself in and admit it was him that did that. And because of the statute of limitations and whatnot. They wouldn't ever charge? No. But then he died protecting children from doing the exact same thing that he did years earlier. You think he gets a little redemption? I don't think so I, I think it was uh, at least he i don't know how that works i don't know man that's 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 pretty good turnabout of redemption but i mean you, you gotta think I, of all the ways in the world for turnabout to be fair play i mean whoever predicts it that's weird stuff. Yeah. For you to do that. That's that's and then that's the way you die. Coming back around on you. You know. But in a it that to me that's in a good way. Like do you think you think Oh his, no, like, no, you his last breath was seeing he saved kids? I Man, I am so torn on that. I've I, because I've never been asked, like, what's I don't know. I'm so torn there. But that brings me to another thing. I don't know why. This fascinates me. Do you believe that there's an actual glitch in the matrix somewhere? I believe our brains have, have yes. Here's why I ask this. Because the other day, there's this lady on TikTok. And everything you see on TikTok is true. It's you know that, right? Yeah. It's okay. It's just certifiable. Yeah. Lady on TikTok. And she says, and I remember it. As a kid, I remember Ed McMahon 
Publisher's Clearinghouse. This you remember is, that, right? Yeah, this is the Mandela effect. Where's that shit at now? The Mandela you can't effect. find it. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that I look at and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. And then people, it never happened. Like, yes, it did. Bullshit! It never I happened. watched the commercials. I'm not crazy, Emma. No, no. It's, it's, Give me another example of that something that that uh, the the Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah. That, there's is, there's a ton of them out. And 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 just just out of curiosity, why do they call it Mandela effect? You, you because ever? a lot of people thought Mandela died in a prison. He didn't. Well, no, I didn't think he was released that. and became right. president again. But right, I remember that. But there's a lot of people that have the memory of Mandela actually dying, or like he, he died. Or. All right, people swear. There was Jiffy peanut butter back in the day. I do too. Like, but like, but we speculate I, that they're combining Jiff with Skippy. But according to this page, I know, I know they 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 say that. But I never liked Jiff, and I never liked Skippy. I liked Jiffy. All right, Looney Tunes. Was it T O O N S, or was it T U N E S? There's another one like that, the Berenstain or the Berenstein. Yeah, Berenstein and Berenstain. Yeah, that, that's another another one of the big ones they argue about. All right, Curious George's tail. Did he have? I I, I don't know. It was never there. Or I mean, I thought he had I, a tail. I, all right. Sex in the city or sex and the city? I thought it was sex in the city. The show was called Sex and the City. Well, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it either. But I, I thought it was Sex in the City. If you, if you, any of you guys out there remember any of these, like, tell us in the comments. Febreze. We talking about spelling them? Yeah. F E B R R E E Z. No. You, uh. But you thought it was for no, it's F E B R E Z E. No, it's not two E's together. Mine has two E's. In your mind, right? All right, here's another one. Oscar Meyer. What about it? Well, M E Y E R. But I remember singing the song. My baloney has a first name, it's O S C E R. My baloney has a second name, it's M A Y E R. I remember singing that song saying M-A-Y-E-R. But so many people thought it was M-E-Y-E-R. Skechers, did it have a T or not? No. Yeah, according to this, there was no T in Skechers, but many people said yes, it was at one time. I don't think so. Fruit Loops. How was fruit spelled? Like fruit spelled. No, F R O O T. Bullshit. That's what they're saying. I'm telling, you. I'm telling you. I mean, it's very, very puzzling. All right. King Henry VIII's turkey leg. Okay, I wasn't around for that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. The Monopoly man and his monocle. I, now, I, I remember he had a monocle. the monocle. I thought he always had a monocle. Because didn't even in the movie with uh, Dana Carvey, Mystery, not Mystery Man, Master of Disguise, 
didn't he come out with a monocle? He was doing kind of like an impression of the uh well, this the, he he grabbed a guy with a monocle and and did an impression of the Monopoly man. This says, as some suggest, might be a simple confusion between him and the Planners Peanut Company's mascot. I don't know. Nah, I don't think so. See, I, I don't have it. I don't have. Uh, I remember uh, the. I, it's Monopoly. That instantly that comes to mind, right? Yes. Instantly, it's the. The ball head. One hundred percent is what I think. The hyphen and Kit Kat. People are saying that there was a hyphen and Kit Kat. When I look at it, I think, yeah, I seem to remember it. that. I seem to remember that. Fruit of the loom. Well, right, what? The cornucopia. Yeah, I, I'm with you one hundred percent on that. It when had, I see that, I'm like, cor- yeah, it had a cornucopia. They're saying no, it didn't. You're full of shit. I'm just telling you what what I'm reading. Cheese it. What's the... The the Z on the end. Cheese it. Yeah. 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 Nope. Bullshit. I'm just telling you what they said, man. Uh, Double stuff Oreo. Two Fs at the end of stuff. They're saying no. Are you kidding me? It's absolutely crazy, man. I don't get it. You, you have to wonder how many people, like. C-3PO has a silver leg? No, he doesn't. That's what they're saying. He was all gold. He has one silver piece on his right leg. I don't remember that. And I saw it when it first came out. All right. Kid. The Flintstones. How do you spell their last name? F L I N S T O N E S Flintstones or the Flint Stones. So they're saying there were two T's in it with an S in the middle. So Flint Stones. I don't know about that one. I'm not that great of a speller. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't. I just have to go off a of visual. And Ed McMahon in the Publishers Clearinghouse, bro. That's some bullshit. He I was. can see and, it and, and, like yesterday. And like, they're, they're, what did they say he was a part of? Like, it was like some other, like. Well, it says we can we the, can see as clear as day. Ed McMahon handing families everywhere giant checks. But really, McMahon was never a spokesperson for the company. Instead, he worked for the American Family Publishers, but he never handed anyone checks. I remember bullshit. it at the door. Not my door, but in commercial. Yeah. How many times late at night did you catch those those damn infomercials? Oh, forget about it, man. Yeah. Fucking see Ed McMahon there, and you're like, ah, this is bullshit. Like, I I used to fill those things out and send them in. Nothing ever. Nothing. All right. The Exchange is iconic. It's the Star Wars movie themselves. However... It's another line that was never said. I, I knew this one, and I'm disagreeing with Luke, it. I am your father. They say it is no, I am your father is the line. Go back and look at all the like parodies that are done of that scene. 
and they say, Luke, I am your father. So so where did they where did they get their info? Roy Schneider in Jaws. The iconic line. We're gonna need a bigger boat. That's what I always thought the line was. Yeah. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. The line is you're gonna need a bigger boat. I swear to no, God, it was we it was are going to need a bigger boat. It was, yeah, it was we're going to need a bigger boat. I'm very, very confused. Life is like a box of chocolates. It's not what Forrest Gump, played by the amazing Tom Tank, played by the amazing Tom Hanks, actually said. If you listen closely, he says life was like a box of chocolates. Bullshit. Life is like a box of chocolates. Is what I remember the line being. I, I saw argument on. I watched the argument happening on uh, TikTok about uh, the line from uh, Tombstone. Uh, the, I, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, what and was the, it? And this lady, this lady comes on like with all her chest, with all her chest, and says, "You guys are wrong because a Huckleberry was what." And it's like, okay, yeah, we know, we know that, but. She, she kept saying, like, if you just learn to use Google, your C says uh, huck, huckle, Huckleberry, not Huckleberry. And, like, didn't you watch the damn documentary where he said he knows what a Huckleberry is, but the, the actual script said Huckleberry? So that's what he said? Now, see, I didn't know that one. Yeah, it, it's it's a big it's a big thing online about whether he said Huckleberry or Huckleberry. Look up look up his own bi- biography. Vals. Yeah, it's I'm your Huckleberry. What about this one? I'm looking you in the eye and telling you. I mimicked this scene as a kid. Tom Cruise in the shirt and the socks and the underwear. In, in risky business. Risky business. He had maybe. sunglasses on. I wanted that Porsche so bad. He had sunglasses on. I'm a hundred percent certain he wore sunglasses. Yes. They're saying he didn't. If if you were if you were dressing up as Tom Cruise on risky business for Halloween, I'd wear that pink shirt. The, uh, with the, the collar pot, tidy whitey. Yes, so- white socks, white socks, sunglasses, sunglasses. Yes. I'm really confused now. Hello, Clarice. The fact that we remember Hannibal Lecter saying hello, Clarice, or the reality that all he said was good morning. Bullshit. I'm just telling you what it reads here. I'm so confused now, man. He used her name purposely. It was psychological. I, I don't know what to do now. Oh, and your favorite song. The Mandela Effect is here to ruin that, too. We all think of Freddie Mercury belting out of the world at the end of We Are the Champions, but it never happened. However, Freddie does sing the words at the end of the song during the band's famous Wembley Stadium performance. Well, then that's what I knew then. Then that's the only version. So he doesn't say that in the album version? I don't think so. But, yeah, I I do remember him saying that. But I, I do remember it being a live, like a live album. I wish I wouldn't have went down this wormhole. Lucy, you have some explaining to do. Ricky Ricardo's famous catchphrase from I Love Lucy was never actually said. What he really said was, 
Explain that if you can, and Lucy, explain, explain that. I, I don't, I don't. No, 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 no. I disagree with all this. You can't go back and rewrite history on me. Now, I don't know about this one. The correct number of U.S. states is. Is it 50? 50. Are they saying 51? But some American and foreigners alike recall learning that there were 51 or 52. I actually kind of have that, like, that urge to say that. I don't, I don't know why. Do you know? I'm not an idiot, although I've been known to say some stupid stuff. But there have been times throughout my life when, when somebody says something about U.S. states, I'll go, for some reason, for a second, I think 52, and I go, what? That's a deck of cards. That, dumbass. Like 50. But that has always kind of been in my head. Yeah. Wow. And I know it's not, but. Why is that in my head? And why is multiple people remembering that? Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent it. Smokey the Bear is what we thought. But it was never the. What? Yeah, it was just Smokey Bear. Uh, in perhaps the most memorable moment during the 1989 Tiananmen Square protest, recollections of the event vary. Some say the unidentified man known as Tank Man was run over and killed, but other videos show him unharmed. I did not ever think I he was run over. I didn't think he was run over. I didn't. I, th- I mean, for one, I didn't think we'd ever get a video like uh, that where he would be run over and they would show it on TV anyway. Yeah, I don't remember ever him being run over. Oddly enough, People had no recollection of the aeronautic legend's death. Uh, many fans apparently forgot or didn't notice that Neil Armstrong died in October of 2012. Billy Graham died in 2018. I knew that. But why did I not know that? I knew, I knew it because his son took over Liberty University. Right? And then his son, am I thinking the right person? I'm so confused, man. I, I don't know what's happening now. Who, who was run run out because of uh, a pool boy kind of exposed that him and his wife had he 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 had had sex with his wife on film. Billy Graham. It's not okay. I think I'm getting I'm getting my religious. Yeah, letters. yeah. Because yeah, I, I was gonna say who, I, I think Billy who, Graham is one of the few that who found didn't have anything. Who, who founded Liberty University? Are you thinking about Tammy Faye and No Liberty University? I'm, All right, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, yeah, you Google that while I'm trying to. Uh, uh, I'm so confused, man. I I don't know what's happening now. Uh, the Forrest Gump thing's got me just stymied. I, I mean, I don't get stymied much, but damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing Falwell. Jerry Falwell. Oh, yeah, that yeah, he was a... Well, Falwell Jr. is the one who who took over when his dad died. And, you know, th- this college is really strict. Like, really strict. It's a, it's a religious college. It's a beautiful college. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. Um but he took it over when his dad died and then his his wife and him 
kind of were uh, a little freaky, and they like to film the pool guy having sex with her. And it, it got exposed, and, and then he came out and said, well, you know, I really wasn't religious anyway. <laughs> it's like... Okay, okay, seems like I remember that. So, yeah, you were running a, a, a uber-religious college, setting setting these rules, but you weren't really religious anyway. And, 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 and I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, other... <sighs> I don't remember Billy Graham having a bunch. You're right. You're like right. he wasn't someone right. that was caught on tape no, doing no, the. You're right. Now he had. Right. Um, I mean, he had his views on homosexuality and, and things of that nature, but that that's to me not. He that's not what we're talking about. For for me, he was still a prosperity preacher. So explain that. Like it, it's it's about prosperity. It's like about growing and getting. A tele a televised, to me he was still a televised celebrity preacher. Yeah. Now uh, now was he is he Joel Olstein? Oh no. No. Yeah. I well, that's what I was going to say. He really believed, and he I think he lived the life. That yeah that that's that, what I was getting. Yeah. Yes. He yes. wasn't exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Did he get rich? Yes. Off, yes. That is he Pat Robertson? No. Right. But I feel like, I feel like, Billy Graham. His life was made up of good. Yeah, I don't like he did good things from from monetizing. I, I, if I, that could be said, I think Christianity needs the new Billy Graham. I like think one hundred percent. It needs to be saved. I, I, I heard who was it? I heard Russell Brand said something the other day that like you talk about caught me in my tracks. I was like, that is so true. And it was uh, he said it's not that we need more people to start believing in God. We need the people that say they believe in God to start acting like it. And I was like, damn. Yes. yes. Russell dropping some, and it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that, of, of, you know, of, of not walking and talking. Like, I, 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 as somebody that is not afraid to, to talk about their faith at all, no. Uh, and I'm not afraid to talk about there are so many bad apples that hurt the term Christianity. But I try to remind myself, you know, when somebody said to me, somebody, uh, I can't remember where it was. It, it was somebody said something to me one day about, um, you know, uh, you, you know, Preachers are full of, you know, there's so many preachers that were child molesters. And, and, and I think I was like, yeah, but there's so many plumbers. And so many, I mean, if we, we, if you count it like that, I mean, there's bad in every situation, of course. But, like, I am guilty of, of, of not, I, I think every good Christian would look at themselves and go, you know, I don't live the life that I should. I, I think 100%. But I think that's what marks a good one from a bad one. Yes. that The, the self-reckon is like... Well, yeah. It, well, we don't judge. Yes. You know, I don't judge. Now, I know it's easy to sit there and say, well, you were just judging Akeem Tlaib's brother. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I did. He just killed somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm guilty of that. But but you're you're using the judgment of like our society and our our laws and our yeah. rules. Yeah, that's a that's a whole different. We're not talking about judgment that he's going to receive 
in his afterlife. You're talking about judgment that he needs to receive now. Yeah, and and well put because I, you know I don't know what's going to happen between him and God or or whatever else. That's between them, but I know what he did. If found guilty, <laughs> don't know how he couldn't be, but if found guilty, he, that's the that's an ultimate sin. I mean, you don't you just don't do that now. What happens is between again him and God, but but I I just know that sometimes uh, in my mind, like even in politics, I am I, I am quick to judge, and then I try to remind myself every day that I have. Well, I mean, I just know people that feel a certain way, and it's it it's it's bad on every side to come down on people to the extent of uh, who was it. Tiffany Cross, the Cross Connection on MSNBC, uh, said this morning, she said, it's time for us to not separate Republicans from right-wing extremists. And that's not the case, girl. That's not the way it works. We're we're not all right-wing extremists. I mean, that's just a ridiculous phrase. It would be if we we said it the other way. The Democrats are all... Antifa. Well, no, you, you would use that in religious terms too. Are, are no, they're all, not. Are all Muslims extreme? You know what I'm saying? Jihadists, right? Like there, there's Christians who are that go too far. There's Muslims that take the book and and bastardize it and, mm-hmm. and not make it what it was written about. Yeah, no, one hundred percent on both both on every. Well, end. I think every facet of life politically the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, yeah, politically there are some people who are just nah, man. You're you're just not talking in uh, real world issues and real world things. That that's great in uh, Candyland, but that's not mm-hmm. going to work here in the uh, in the real world. Yeah, and so for me, Billy Graham was. You're exactly right. We need if we're going to have a televangelist. And he is going to get to people and and get through to people. We need another Billy Graham. Yeah. We don't need a Joel Osteen or a. By the way, Tammy Faye Baker, um, Jessica Chastain played her. This year. in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Uh, man, I haven't. Andrew Garfield plays. Uh, uh, why am I Jim Baker? I give to him. He's still out there, like he, he's still pushing buckets of food, man. Is he? Is he still? Yeah, he she died, still, right? Did she you, died did she recently, die? right? I know he's still on. I know he's still on air, pushing five gallon buckets of survival food. Is he really? Yeah. I, see, I did not know that. Has not quit. Has not quit. Got out of prison. Came back. Well, I'm googling this, and all of a sudden my Google's just froze up. But she changed it, right, Timmy Faye? But yeah, she died. Wow. Long In 2007. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm telling you. Of a, it, of a makeup allergy? It was, yeah, right. Uh, she divorced Jim, or they got divorced in 92 when he went to jail, and then she remarried in 93, uh, died in 2007. Really? She waited that long. She waited, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you see the movie, man, T- uh, Chastain does a great Of course, I, you know, I. I saw Chastain in an Instagram post this July 4th with both fingers up and was like, here's to America, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you're so oppressed, you know, a white woman, rich as hell, doing something that people would just, a lot of people in their right mind dream of doing, you know, 
pretending to be someone you're not and getting paid millions to do it. You seem I, awfully oppressed. I saw I saw something. It was like uh, it was kind of the woke the woke casting, like how we can't cast someone who's not like of the ethnicity of who they are. Yes, yeah, like the and casting guess, police. And guess who came out and it was the casting police as a as a comedian. He's a comedian too. Burr. No, it was it was John Liguizamo, and I was like, oh oh I saw I something about that. I love John Liguizamo. I loved all this stuff. He came out because uh, someone was cast to play Fidel Castro, uh, and he he was a, he's a Caucasian, and he was it's it's enough of people getting cast, uh, you know, in ethnicities. He's he's not even Latino. And he was like, okay, but you played a plumber, an Italian plumber in Mario Brothers. So, you know, you're not going to hold yourself up to the same, like, you played played a little person (laughs) in an Italian movie. Like, do you not self-reflect on your own career and say that this guy can't play Fidel Castro? Because he's not Latino. And it, it, it seems like I remember somebody, and I don't, mean, don't know who it was, so forgive me, but somebody that was apologizing for a character they played that was trans or something. Like, we need more trans. Hey, Great. What? I, I, we, we do, but it doesn't mean someone who's not can't. Do we not understand what acting is? Right. It's pretending to be someone or something you're not. someone and something you're not. That's literally the definition, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. I, I'm pretty sure the guy who played, uh, uh, and I can't remember his name, and I should, I should because I've been accused that he was my muse. Um, the guy who played two left feet. Daniel Day-Lewis. Do my we, left foot. Do, my left foot. Yeah. Do we think he had two left feet? Cerebral palsy. Like, do, we, do, do you think he really had that? Like, um you know, there, there's so many movies we go down. He, oh, my God. We've gone way too far with the shouldn't do this, the can't do that. We, we both agree with that. I don't mean, care what I side mean, of the aisle I mean, you're on. It's I mean, ridiculous. I, I would just guess he's probably a Democrat. He played. Probably a, a liberal. Played a, played a yeah. Republican founding father. You know, not founding father. Uh, oh, oh, Lincoln. A, Abe Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, a Republican president. A Republican president. Yes. So, he, I guess. I guess now we can't, you know, it, should we look that far? Yeah, we can't. Like, politically, we can't play like, you know. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, too, that, that a, a lot of, it, you can watch young people being asked questions, you know, about what, what uh, you know, who freed the slaves? Abraham Lincoln. Was he Democrat or Republican? Well, he was Democrat. No, no. And, and the young people that will go, no, he wasn't. No, he, no, he wasn't. You can go, you know, who, who, who was the, uh, you know, what, what party was tied to the KKK? No, it was. I mean, it's just like people do your homework. Well, I'm not saying the modern day is that. I'm not telling. I'm saying. Oh, I've heard. I'm just saying that these people are just. Who was the first president of the United States? Oh, it's, uh, and, Benjamin Franklin. And then be like, and they said, well, "Are you talking about America? Or are you talking about well, the United the States?" Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh. uh, uh, do you not understand? Well, there was an ar- I had an argument not long ago. Well, it was say an argument. It was a peaceful conversation about Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was never president, and this person was like, yes, he was. And I was like, 
you, no. Where? When did this happen? Do you, you know, know where? Do you know where he was when seventeen seventy six kicked off? He wasn't thought of. He was in France. No, it wasn't, uh, see, right. I mean, he wasn't. He was never thought of as presidential material. He was. Ne- he wasn't. It wasn't a. No, he wasn't. He was. He was a diplomat. Yeah, I mean, he, it, he was. He was actually our French. I think he was our French diplomat. It, it was. Just, it's weird what people, especially young people, do not have a clue. Alexander Hamilton was never of, president. You know, I, I talked to my granddaughter, social studies teacher, the other day, and she was like. Um, the first six weeks, or second six weeks, I think it is, uh, they dive into the Constitution, you know, and I'm like, thank God that that's being taught. Now, how you interpret it, it's one thing, but the Constitution is, it's something that needs to be taught in schools, and I, I, I mean, I see videos of so many young people don't have a clue, have not a clue about that document. Yeah. Have no idea, don't know what the Bill of Rights are. That's scary. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, People who know of the Constitution and they know they know of the First Amendment, but then they will say stuff and get in trouble, and then say, "That's my First Amendment right to be able to say this." And I'm like, "Well, you can I say think, it. Don't I mean there's maybe, not consequences." Yeah, I think maybe you need to read that because that's about the government coming down on you about what you say. It's not about the company you work for. You don't yeah. have a well, First yeah, Amendment. Pri- private employers can require certain things. And it's kind of like we talked about of, of LeBron, uh, you know, comparing NFL owners to slaves. Slave owner. You're an absolute idiot for saying that. That's not the case at all. Yeah, they're going to look at how someone's built and their speed and their strength. And yeah, they're going to look at that. They play a game for a living. You're supposed to look at those things. Why are we not looking at those things? I, I think the big thing you're missing, man, is paid. Yeah, pay, paid, paid is to, a big paid, portion paid of to it. perform. Yeah, and therefore, your employer can require things of you. It's not illegal things. It's not immoral things. It's just. I don't know if you've ever been a salaried employee. Oh uh, no, I don't. Well. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's things well, that you think are wrong. It was you, in the NBA that they changed the word owner. Remember? Really? Yeah, they, 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 you can't call them owners anymore. What are they? It's like team uh, – what is it, man? Dad, I, I um, didn't know that. Yeah. I, I've kind of given up on the NBA. Anyway. Yeah, the NBA is a disappointment. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, l- let me let – me. What what is it? They are – Oh my God, my God! My I God. say that as I'm playing 2K22 right now as we speak. Like, see, I don't play, man. I wish that. I, I know. Uh, I got to get you into a game. Yeah, I've got this game that we play, and we need a third. Adam Silver says NBA is done using the term owner. But I got to talk you into it. Yeah, I, I know. I need to. <sighs> I, I wouldn't even know how to use a controller to Xbox or. I don't even know. I have no idea well, how to use it. It's something you had learned. I, I, right, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you gave it to me, though, that's how much I've played. Is I wouldn't know what the hell to do. I'm, I'm just – I don't know why I never took the time to do it. I just – I hear so many people talk about how much fun they have and, and they control it. Yeah, they do an hour here or there. They don't – it's not that's like they just the do it nonstop. That's, that, that is a big thing is you have to do – Moderation. It's, it's like an addiction. Yeah. It can get out of hand. Moderation, yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, well, we went down all kinds of wormholes. Now, 
This, um, I hope that's what the podcast is going to be. That's what it's supposed to be. It'd be uh, wormholes. The, 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 uh, the one where Kevo and Joe go down eight different wormholes. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I did have fun, though. It was uh, I did great. have a fat bottom Betty. I missed talking to you uh, this week. I know. We it, was it, it was weird. It was weird. And I'll do a – I'm going to do a solo one later, too. Uh, um, but I want to do one uh, – I have, I have a guest coming on and it, next week that, that will be fun. Um, also interesting. Are you going to let me know who? Well, yeah, of course, the three of this us. What, well, yeah, the fact. three of us are going to sit here. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to have a lady that was with the Sheriff's Department in L.A. for 20 years. You know, when you said you wanted a police officer, I, I was hoping that we would get somebody retired. Yeah, because, because I don't want people to get want, in trouble for saying yeah, something. Or not, I want to hold back. Yes, yes. I want them to be truthful and just be able to, like, tell their story. Yeah, like, 100%. Be their truth. 100%. So, uh, uh, there's a lady that said she would love to come on and talk with us. Her name is Susie, so she's going to come on next week. And we're going to be able to sit in here and just get her take on a lot of things. I, I want to talk about police reform. I want to talk about defunding. I want to talk about... The, the racial climate when she was there, what people were expected. I mean, just how the landscape has changed. Body cameras. Yeah. I, I, I want to, like, because there, there's a whole story about Killian, uh, Killian, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They got a, what they thought was a woke person, and she wanted the police department to wear body cameras, and they all quit. Interesting. And it's known as a very bad police department. Yeah, well, and we know they're they're bad. I mean, they're they're rotten departments. But I I just want to see like what what's right. Like, like what do you think about that? Do what do you think about cameras? Is yeah. it intrusive on you? Yeah, do you think you can do your job right mm-hmm. on camera? And then I want to discuss the whole Uvalde situation as it pertains to someone that I mean may have been put in the situation. Think about regular life. What is it like to as a, as a restaurant owner? What it would be like for you to wear a body camera around? Oh and do man, your job. Oh, I can't I imagine. Mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I, just, I I pause for a second. Is that much? I mean, just just as what I do for a living, to think of wearing a body camera would that like would that change the way I do work? Yeah, that'd be crazy. I I I mean, I would do it, but psychologically, some of that, y'all ain't gonna like what I got to say. But, <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you right now, some of you's gonna be offended. I've kind of been his body camera. It's yeah, it's fun. yeah. Sometimes, uh, I mean, I admit, sometimes I I get you know. We all do. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to say anything that would be deemed offensive. No, I'm, no. I'm not worried about that. But uh, I, I definitely uh, like things my way, or you know, I mean. But that's okay. I stand by that. I will no, well, stand. I'll die on that hill. That's one of the things. Like things that frustrate you at work now, all of a sudden, you can't you can't blow that steam off because there's a body camera. Right. That would be like, interesting. How does that change like your interaction with? the public now or does it i mean it might not that is extremely interesting thought to think how i would handle situations now versus just just think if you had a documentary crew following you around now how does that change the way you live and how you work i ought to wear one for like a week and see if it changes can we put a gopro on you yeah i mean i would do that i would honestly do that and see how it does that could be our first documentary we need to put some thought into that because yeah. seriously, I think with different jobs, like 
that would be that'd be an interesting thing of like before and then like to do the the after like what do you think about like right. how did this change you yeah i'm gonna have to put some thought into that because i think i almost think i'd like to do it because I, i'm wondering if once you got used to it how would it affect would you let loose yeah would you just would you be what you are the first day is like really controlled you didn't say much the second mm-hmm. day you start kind of letting loose third day you just forgot it was there I, I'm okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to talk about doing that. Um, all right, but Susie's gonna come on. I think you know. I think she, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, either day is fine with her. So. Whatever we got. So uh, I am gonna reach out to her this evening and see which day she wants to do it. So um, I'm very excited about doing that. Awesome. Because I want to talk to somebody that can shed light on, on how things used to be versus you know. Uh, I don't know. It's just um, it's got that's got to be the toughest job in the world. I mean, it's I, I don't I don't know that it gets any tougher. Than a police officer. Um, so anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I am going to read some more about this Mandela effect stuff too because uh, uh, I started going down that wormhole last night, and it's funny how that came up. Um, but uh, I, I do want to read some more about that too because there's some other things that I'm like bull crap. Well, I mean, and we'll have our second NFL game. Oh yeah, preseason is. We're that's have a lot to yeah. talk about. Today. Joe Burrow still hasn't. I still really want him to play, but but okay, I'm not in a hurry because I don't want him to. Yeah, don't do anything dumb, Joe, please. Um, all right. Uh, it was fun. It was uh, awesome. Love you, bro. Love um, you. Can't wait to do this again. We'll uh, we'll have Susie on next week. That'll be fun to have three of us in here and just asking questions and, and getting to know that. So, uh, until then, Joe, I'm Kevo, and in a room full of uh, God, family, country, we love you. It's uh, Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. We'll see you guys later. Let my love light shine right through the back.